so good. Well, it wasn't a pretty homestand, but it ends up with a nice note. Sharks get the victory, and apparently, according to this picture, Kyle Clifford is staring at Curtis Gabriel's fists. We'll talk about all of that and more right now on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is March 8th, 2021. The Sharks had a critical seven-game homestand, and like we said, they end up beating the Blues 3-2 to two in overtime, showing some feistiness and doing it without one of their top-notch players in the third period. We'll get into that and more right now on Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks postgame. So chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course, Discord. That's right, Discord after the game. And find everything at tealtownusa.com. you got a three-person panel here tonight. Joined, as always, by Ian Reed. What's Hello. happening? Not much, not much. Happy to be here. It's been a bit since I've been on, so uh, it's good. And returning to the broadcast, looking very stylish. And if I'm not mistaken, that is a Debbie Gibson shirt, too. It's Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry. We're going full blondie tonight. I saw the Debbie. I was thinking, well, Gibson, Harry. uh, I'm a a huge, I'm a huge, not just a blondie fan. I'm a huge Debbie Harry fan. I actually read her memoir during lockdown. Nice. And it was fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's wonderful. So we are joined by Shalena Goldman, one of our favorites, longtime supporter of the program. Uh, thank you for having or joining us. Having us. <laughs> That's right. You're <laughs> taking over. <laughs> so the Sharks come into this going one four one on this big six game, seven game homestand. Uh, meanwhile, the Blues. Outside the blemish that they had against LA had been almost perfect on the road trip. Oh boy. So let's get into it. I mean, we saw before before the uh <laughs> the puck drop, Curtis Gabriel, I guess they he just likes to strike up conversations with with opponents now, Shalina. I mean, has this become a a thing? I, I, I didn't notice this right away, you know. This is a thing that I don't mind. I like it. I like what he brings to the team. They haven't had a guy like this in, I, I don't even know how long. Because even, you know, fourth line guy like Michael Haley wasn't out talking to guys on other teams or games constantly. Um, I, I like what Curtis Gabriel brings. I think that that's a good injection of energy, as, as, I, as I tweeted earlier. Um, I know some fans were giving me flack right after that because they went into a one nothing hole. Um um, but I, I, I like what, I like what he brings. I like what he brings to that bottom six as of right now. Would, would I like to see more goal scoring from that bottom six? Absolutely. Um, uh, but I, I, but I, I like that. I, I like what he's adding right now. Ian, what, what did you think of the fight itself with, uh, with Kyle Clifford? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of actually show, show this screen again because it, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's fine. Like, I'm not like a, I'm not 
like a hockey pacifist. And I, I know that like I sometimes can be kind of grumbly, but like I'm not a hockey like I still like watching a, a good scrap here and there. I, I, I think the thing is, I think the only thing that really perturbs me at this point is it just seems like, you know, there's extracurriculars and then the sharks go down a goal. Like, and that's, that's, I, yeah, I mean, and that's, and that to me is like problematic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, 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 this is the second time that this happens and nothing positive per se happens at, right after it. And there's no fans in the building. So it kind of changes the parameters just a skosh, you know, thinking that, we're going to drop the gloves. We're really going to get into this. I mean, is it a momentum changer as much during the whole fight? You know, when there's fans in there, I think so. But when there's no fans in the building, I mean, it definitely doesn't have its it more. I guess what I'm saying is it I has don't more know. value I with fans in the you stands. Look at- I mean, if you look at if you go back a couple of games to the to the Vegas game, like it's I think it still has an effect on the bench. Like if you look at like Ryan Reeves and and the Golden Knights after like they were all pumped up, like they were, you know, they were all into it. I I think, yeah, fans definitely helps like having fans cheering after, you know, a big hit or, you know, anything like, a you know, even even just like a really good play, you know, like the ooh, the ah, like. Obviously, that has an impact, I think, on the game. Like, to think it doesn't would, would be kind of silly. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I think it... But sometimes, like, I, I just feel like when there's a fight, sometimes too much credit is given to it. You know, it's like, oh, and that's, that, that changed the whole game. And I guess sometimes, but I don't... You know, there's just as many times where I don't think... I think it's. I think it has an impact on the guys on the bench. Is it this big game-changing thing? I don't think there's evidence to support it, especially now. Like, it's such a. It's it's. It decreases every year. Year over year, it goes down and down and down. So, you know. I'm not. I'm not thinking that it's necessarily a complete game changer. It doesn't have an effect on the whole entire game, and and that I'm not. And that's not exclusive to the Sharks either. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I also do think it could be something, you know, and Ian mentioned the fact that, you know, going back to the Vegas game, oh, you know, Gabriel gets into a scrap, the Sharks go down a goal. This is a team that is, is still having some trouble. Yes, they won tonight, but they are still having trouble getting a fire lit and, and, and really rallying behind something. And so mm-hmm. is it something where, you know, Yes, I mean, there, there, there's no room for error. There's no room to learn anymore. We're, you know, at what, like the halfway point of this shortened season. You, there, there isn't time to get used to that. But I, this, it, it could be just be something about the team as a whole where they just, they still don't really know how to take that and be like, okay, we're going to be energized by this. Do I think it's good that it's there and it can be more positive in the future? Yes. Um, I do understand. I, I do understand Ian's concern, though, in, oh, yeah. in that sense, the fact that it's not. I mean, it, it, yes, it can rally the team, but it shouldn't be seen as, you know, as 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 like a game changing stat. So it's- right, like 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 when the, when the talking point was like, well, this team doesn't have a five minute minor. I'm like, what are we Philly suddenly? <laughs> 
like, come on. <laughs> like it just it seemed like such a, a, a nebulous talking point. Like I think like I think it has a place in the game. I just think that some people just and I'm not accusing you, Shalene, of this, obviously. I'm just saying that some people put way too much emphasis on it when it I think it has a it, it's a it can be a factor, but it's not this be all end all factor that some people would have you believe it is. I will say this. I love the comment that Steve Rector has put in the chat. And it is, I heard Curtis called him a big red dog pregame and Clifford just lost it. <laughs> oh, oh my. We, 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 we went very elementary there. We, I was just about to say, we went very elementary school uh, uh, playground. You know, uh, meet me at you know, meet me at the tetherball court. That's right. At school. Bike rack. It's on. Do they do they even have tetherball courts anymore? Is that even a thing anymore? I don't know. I mean, how? I mean, if that's you, pretty. That's pretty old school. Especially right. That. Especially right now, because I mean, after every time you hit the ball, you have to, you know, have to uh, <laughs> spray, spray, it down. spray it down. You know. All right. There's always a bike rack, though, guys. There's always a bike rack. Oh, always. that's true. Always. That's true. In front of the net and at two thirty-five <laughs> of the first period, it seems like. So that happened early on, and and then, uh, you know, under five minutes, it seems like this has become a, a sharks tradition. Unfortunately, Nico Mikola and I just makes me want to grab a, you know, a lozenge. Gets his first NHL goal uh, to give the Blues one nothing. I couldn't tell uh, if it went off of Burns or if it went off of Kane from the couple of replays that I saw, it, it definitely bounced on Dubnik for sure. It bounced on him, but it, it ricocheted off. His, I, I have, I looked, tried to look at it from a couple different angles. It ricocheted off of somebody else. And, and I don't think Dubnik saw it at all. Um, I don't think even think he saw him until it bounced off of him. And you can just see, you can see it on his face when he, when he's upset. And he was just that, that was just the biggest, oh man moment. Just huge, yeah. But it, it definitely hit somebody else as it went back in. But the Sharks, it, it but that, that, that this isn't exclusive to this team, though. I don't no. know what it is about the Sharks in you know their makeup, but they give players their their, their first NHL goals. <laughs> and they've been doing. I mean, this is this is going back to you know before I covered them. It's I don't know what the deal is. It's a weird one. If I'm not mistaken, I, and I I think I've bugged Darren Stevens so many times when this happens. I think we're we're on the verge of like a hundred or a hundred two uh, players have scored their first NHL goal since the Sharks came into the league. Um, I want to say one of the first. I, I want to say an, one time that I was on here a couple seasons ago. I think we asked, and there was there were other teams that have given up more in NHL first, and that's they were all teams that had been in the league longer than, right. than, 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 than the Sharks had been around. I, I don't think I ever sat down and did the math <laughs> on it. Like to, I, I think, I think I meant to, and then I was like, no, that's numbers. I'm not, I can't do it. I'm out. You, you were told there would be no math on this show. Unless Always. You, unless you joined us for Sharks Jeopardy. Uh, so Ian, go oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go for it. Okay, I was going to say, Ian, after 20 minutes, you know, they were down one nothing. They were even in shot 6-6. I mean, it wasn't horrible, uh, a horrible period, but I definitely, it definitely seemed to me that Blues had more more in their in their attacking zone uh, that first 20. 
Yeah, the, the the shots being even after the first actually I didn't I didn't actually look to see what this the stats were, but that surprised me because the Blues really controlled play through the thir- through the first and even even a lot of the second they they controlled the play. Um, but yeah, like I'm surprised that I, I didn't actually look at the stats, but I'm surprised that they were even. Uh, I did. Shots. They were. They 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 were. Which I which I agree with you. It it's kind of hard to believe, especially those last few minutes when. San Jose was really pinned in their own zone. Um, but yeah, they were even in shots at the end of the first. Yep. I don't remember exactly what it was. I'd have to double check. I want to say it was like nine a piece or something. I, That's wild. Yeah, it was like 6-6, six, six, if, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. on that one. And then the second period started, and then you know St. Louis really dominated this one, I thought. But the Sharks would tie it up, and a nice opens ice for Mark Edward Vlasic, and he... he Gets a nice wrister that beats Huso to tie it up at one. I mean, for Pickles, I think he's been having a rough, rough go this year, and we're at the halfway point, and he kind of gets off the schneid. I think that was good. I for for me, I felt like he was really non-existent for the better part of like this of the start of this season, um, and he's a guy who he does some of his best work when you don't notice him. But you know he he wasn't contributing and he, he was he was looking really sluggish out there and Bugner made no mis you know didn't mince his words and called and called him out to the media which means that you know that they've already had talks about it right. um so to, so to see him see him put one in the net and I thought he looked good all like overall in this game so good for him yeah yeah like I I was and it's funny too because it was like the shot like didn't really seem like much it looked like you know just a routine you know dump it in whatever and i was like and then it was like a goal it was like and i used the gif of the guy waking up and clapping because that's kind of how i felt about the game at that point was oh wait hey this is good um yeah because i I know i got i got people got angry on twitter because i called it a nothing shot but it really didn't seem like you know what i mean like it didn't seem like much until oh my god it's in the net no i i i agree well, it didn't even look like it was going to go in either. Right. It was just kind of a kind of a run of the mill wrist shot. You're kind of like, okay, but it did the job. Got in the net. Um, probably. I mean, Huso probably would like that one back, but um, it was, you know, it was nice. It got the it. The Sharks were able to like respond, and I, I mean, it helped them a little bit. I think they got into penalty trouble, which kind of hurt them after that. But um, it was nice to see like some life because at that point, like this game was a snoozer. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, St. Louis was in the San Jose zone most of this period. Uh, it doesn't help that the Sharks took three penalties, two of which from LeBanc. Uh, he gets a high sticking, then a tripping, and that leads to a power play goal late in the period by freaking Perron to send send the guys into the dressing room 2-1 Blues after 40. Uh, and, and then we really didn't see LeBanc after that, and getting comments coming in from the from the dressing room uh from Bugner this the message was sent to LeBanc with me sitting him for the period uh you know and giving some praise to Balsers thinking he's saying he was the best forward uh he had tonight um you know it, it's one of those things that uh messages had to be sent and when you take back-to-back penalty calls and you're not moving your feet you know that's that's a tough one to take uh, especially in a big game where you really need something. 
Well, it's not even that. It's like, I mean, you look at this team right now, like this team missing hurdle and like, it's really shows like missing hurdle and Myers hurt this team a lot. Um, you know, like they're, they're having trouble. So you can't have guys that you, you know, you're, you can't have regular guys that, um, that you need to contribute, you know, taking bad penalties. And like, I, I, I didn't think, I thought the first one was kind of ticky tack, but that the second one, like they're going to call that every time. Like you can say that done, you know, probably shouldn't get knocked over so easily by that, but doesn't matter. Refs are going to call that every time your sticks doing all the work and your skates aren't moving. It's a penalty. It is. It's just the way it is. And this isn't a problem that's just exclusive to this game either. Uh, LeBanc has been moving his feet well for a few games now. And um, as Ian just said, with Hurdle out, with Meyer out, you know, he's a guy that really has to step up. And, you know, being, you know, one of the staples on that top line, you can't be slow. You can't be behind the puck and not moving your feet because that's when you start reaching for things and you're getting yourself into trouble. Um, and he kind of go. He's he's a player where yes, he'll score goals, but he'll also make his mistakes. It's he's almost like the forward version of Burns. Um, and mm-hmm. but it's he. But you know, he's a guy. He needs to step up. It's. Um, I think that was right on Boomer to sit to set him and be like, "You're you're messing up, and we need to win." Um, so hopefully he learns from it. He's from from being around the team he is a player that takes those things to heart and will and will work on it but yeah this is at a point where he he can't be making mistakes like that yeah yeah i mean you're on the top line with couture and kane those two guys are getting it done lebank having a struggle with it uh, and it showed so the lines were blended through in the third period uh you know the blues take a couple early penalties uh and then uh logan couture uh Kind of crashes the net. Uh, it's not a pretty goal. It's a it's an ugly goal. I, heck, you can call it a reachy goal for for crying out loud. Kind of deflects off of his skate. They went to review it and see if it was like a distinct kicking motion. Uh, they tie it up at two. And Shalena, they got a power play goal out of it finally. Yes, which is which is very important. Um, their power play is just it's it's been so difficult to watch. They start they start off the season. It looked really good. And then it kind of lulled, still looked good, but weren't getting it done. And they got it back together. And then it's just looked pitiful. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and Couture is a guy, you know, he'll grind and he'll work no matter what. Um, and as you, as you just said, not his, not the Sharks' prettiest goal, not even Couture's prettiest goal. Um, but, you know, kind of like the last thing's goal in the second. It's not, didn't look great, but it got the job done. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it doesn't have to be a pretty goal. It can be an ugly goal. And and like Sharks adds for um, for donating to their goals foundation, it takes goals to win. You know, just need to go go get whatever goal you can get, um, except for a hand pass. Yes, we know St. Louis fans, and we know you're there. We see you, Austin Lynch, and let's go mm-hmm. lose radio. We know. It's not our fault the refs missed it. All right, get over it. Yeah. It, oh, I. Oh, yeah. My tweet deck just came. I was, you know, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to type. I'm trying to change my story, and I'm getting. Well, you know, the handed team. I'm like, don't do that to me. Don't leave it alone. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's also just not just that the power play got, you know, got through during this game, but the fact that 
you know, the Sharks didn't get an opportunity on the power play until the third period. Yeah. Um, they had absolutely no chances on the man advantage. They couldn't get a penalty out of St. Louis, to, you know, if if they could. So the fact that they were able to get into that third and take advantage of one of those was really important. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, a lot of people were really upset about the about the, the penalty discrepancy, but that's what happens when you don't have the puck you you chase the game and you're going to take penalties like you if you don't have the puck you're not going to draw a penalty and that's that was the story of of you know the first two periods really no i completely agree with you i mean the puck possession and the st louis really dictated this game for the first 40 minutes and the sharks turned it on the second or excuse me put it on the third period they had some perseverance. They had some will, which was nice to see, because it looked like a they looked like they were lackadaisical a little bit at times in this game, and even to the point where Randy Hahn mentions that the whole group needs some confidence out of it. So I mean, nice to see them tie this up, uh, get it to overtime, uh, <laughs> which Dubnyk makes a nice save, and then Ek feeds Ek. Uh, Vander Kane with the shot with a nice uh, setup pass from Eric Carlson to uh, send this one home. Uh, the Sharks win three to two on this one. So, uh, what did you think of the game winner? Who are you asking? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. You know, you're like, hey, Eric, uh, we're looking at you. What did you think? Uh, uh, <laughs> Ian, go ahead. <laughs> I thought um, no, it was good. I was it was it really made me nervous because, you know, it's one of those things where where you get a save uh, in your own end and it goes back the other way. I was really nervous because I thought because um, Eric Carlson thought that there was someone going behind the net and no one did, so they kind of coughed up the puck there um, off the first rush and it went back and you just went oh oh no oh no, <laughs> um, but you know Dubnik came up big and then the puck goes back the other way. Such is the nature of three on three, um, and. It, Great pass by Eric Carlson. I thought Eric Carlson's really been on the last few games um, for as much criticism as he probably earned uh, to start the season. He's been really good. Like the last few games, even even in like the ugly losses, I, I really liked Eric Carlson's game. Um, and yeah, great pass to a, to Evander Kane and Evander Kane finishes it up. Yeah, after those two ugly goals in regulation, having a pretty goal to end it and send it home, I thought was... It's nice. Um, I I I, um, I also agree that I think that Carlson has looked better since he, uh, since he came back from injury. So, um, you know, don't know if that means he was dealing with something earlier in the season that we didn't know about. That seems to be the case a lot. Um, but great setup um, for that Evander Kane goal. He definitely seems like he has his wheels a little bit more. I mean, he he ha- he showed some of it uh, early on, but he definitely has a little more flow to it, and I think it's giving him a little more. Of confidence, which is nice. I mean, let's not get too crazy here, EK65, but it's a step in the right direction. Uh, Couture with a comment uh, after the game. Huge come from behind, not to take away from the Blues, but they're missing a ton of guys. Big play by Kane in overtime. However, you know, we're not happy with where we are. Losing Hurdle for 14-plus days hurts. We look forward to having him back on Wednesday. So it looks like Hurdle will be returning to the team Wednesday uh, to... Uh, get things going will he be most likely available on on uh on friday, friday? in anaheim yeah it's just like you know we, <laughs> we get three days off this is like mind-blowing this lately you're considering we have 12 uh back-to-backs but uh the short... they have a time 
back-to-backs coming up. I yeah. was looking mm-hmm. at their schedule coming up. They need to take full advantage of of these three days off because yeah. the, the schedule is not kind to them coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, overall, Ian, what did you think as the guys will be hitting the road shortly? I look, you got to take the, the, when you get the wins, you got to take them at this point. <laughs> right. um, it, it, you know, it wasn't the, it wasn't the prettiest win, um, but yeah, you have to give them credit. I mean, they could have, they could have rolled over in this game at any point, really, like even, you know, um, and they never did. They, they kept coming, even though the blues controlled, I want to say two thirds of the game, you know, they, they never really gave up. Um, and, and that's, really what you want to see at this point look this team's not winning a stanley cup this year but you don't want to come see them and you don't want to you don't want them to come in and not battle every night like as long as they battle every night like you know there's going to be some things that i'm not going to like and i'm going to come on here and i'm going to rip guys but at the same time you know like the thing that's most important to me is do they battle every night and tonight they battled and you know sometimes you're going to win those games you're not going to win all of them but Sometimes you're going to win some, and and this is a game where it was a well-earned win for them. I think that they need to take that that kind of the, that game plan from tonight and apply that even more. Not the get you know go down a goal early part, <laughs> right. but um, that would be nice. <laughs> the, the, the sticking the sticking with it and not letting themselves get worn down. I saw that in the shutout uh, last Saturday. Uh, Flurry really wore them down. They, they that mm-hmm. wasn't the worst game I've seen them play this season, but they got worn down by it by by a really good goalie, and you could see it later in the game that they were that they that they they were beat up. You didn't see that tonight. Um, yeah, they got down early. Yeah, they went down again after they had tied it, but they stuck with it. And I think that's something you know, you know, the, when you're so far down the standings, you just have to win. It doesn't have to be pretty. Um, you have to take that mentality. Yeah. And apply that to more games. Yeah. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's like the third win against St. Louis this season. Kevin's saying in the chat, can you say the Sharks have played the Blues better than any other team this season? And I would definitely say I think they you have their number. Could make a good argument. You know. Um. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say that. I, I The argument's definitely there. Is it? 100% true, I don't know, but I would definitely entertain the argument. They've also played the Blues a lot recently, so I don't know. Cause, you, you know, because, you know, they're going to go play, because they go to Anaheim next, right? Yeah, they go to Anaheim. Gonna, yeah, and they and they barely played the Ducks this season, so it's it, it's not, um, I, I, I just, yeah, you could argue it, but it's they've I think it's just I think it's more fresh right now because they've played the blues so recently and they've played a lot of Colorado St. Louis and Vegas Vegas. yeah I mean yeah I I mean you could you could definitely I think you could both you both be right yes it can happen folks Uh, I mean they've played St. Louis a lot uh, where they look good but yeah they haven't played Arizona, I think, since the first two games of the season. Since the start, yeah. yeah. You get Anaheim next. I think you've only played the couple of games in L.A. against the Kings. So you're going to go into those stretches, and who knows if they can reel off something. My gosh, a winning streak? 
you know, we're, we're, we're back to the winning streak of one, our highest <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, thankfully, with the win, they match um, the Vegas Golden Knights with the number of wins in San Jose this season. That's good. That's a positive. Oh, boy. I mean, if the Blues had won tonight, they would have tied the, they would have tied the Golden Knights, you know. Um, and, and good good stat here. Blues goal for 83, goals against 82, worst among playoff teams. Uh, you And you've seen uh, Huso and Net. You wonder if you wonder if something ever since Bennington had that little spat, um, if if he's just been thrown off his game a little bit, uh, who knows? But also being the nature of where the Sharks are, I mean, I'm not going to be shocked if we see a bunch of backup goalies going forward just based on where they're in the standings. Oh, yeah. Like the the, the Sharks are going to be a game where you might rest your starter, if you, you know, especially in back to backs and with the number of back-to-backs they've had, they have coming up as well. I mean, um, I haven't looked at schedule, but I'm assuming it's, you know, they're mostly going to be back-to-backs against the same team. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Sharks are probably going to see a healthy dose of backups coming up, to be honest. Um, so we have 65 people watching and only Yay. 19 likes. I mean, people, come on. Harsh. I mean, that that is... That That's is... That is a uh, pretty. That is pretty weak sauce. Come on, let's get those likes going. I thought you wanted your favorite segment, you know. I don't, but if not, that's okay. We'll move on. I, I was. Shalene gonna... is here, guys. Don't 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 not put the likes because of me. Like, come on. <laughs> but but I I look at it this way though. The last time the three of us were on was March eleventh, and we were oh, on about. Me. Yeah, we were on. Not even like an hour and a half after Rudy Gobert tests positive uh, in the NBA game you're, in Oklahoma You're depressing City. the people. This is not the way to get the likes. But, I mean, I'm just saying, it's like, this is, a, it, first of all, it's great to see both of you. I, I And secondly, I hope you're doing well, but my goodness, what a year, you know. Since... That is crazy that that was the last time that... Yeah, that well, yeah, that yeah, Ian, that that was the last time that I talked to you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like the next day, everything just I remember watching my tweet deck and my my friend Sarah Todd, who covers the jazz, was at that game covering it. And I remember seeing her start to tweet in real time that 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 the players should come off the court and just you know, she and she was very detailed in telling the mm-hmm. story about how everything dissolved. And I remember watching this being like, oh, my gosh. And by the time we got on here after the Sharks game, it was like, what what's going to happen? Right. What are we are we going to have hockey tomorrow? And that, you know, no, we didn't. No, it's yeah, it's it's it's, you know, it's so weird to think of now because now it's like, you know, now with, you know, now that we got part of a season to watch and you know you know media's you know able to go to some things you know that i mean there, I mean, there still aren't fans but we do have games to watch and it's it, it's just so weird to think about like a year ago it's like sitting in the same spot and being like is there gonna be hockey tomorrow like is the yeah. world gonna end it's it's so insane yeah it's crazy and I'm glad that a lot of people have made it through i mean of course, everything that's gone on, it, it's been tough. But uh, glad to be doing this. Glad to be doing this with the two of you. Uh, you know, 
missed this all. And uh, again, you know, hopefully we're getting closer to getting back to the Shark Tank again. And that, yes, that includes Ian. We're going to have to kidnap him, you know, ship him out of uh, Ontario and and somehow get him over the border. <laughs> we have to open that border first. Yeah. yeah. And then get yeah. That. that's, that's going to be the interesting one is as to when we get closer yeah. to the conference final or, well, I guess it's the Stanley Cup semifinal because you know they'll be going there's off no by, conference yeah yeah there's no conferences this year so i'm curious as to how they're going to do it you know um i mean it, it's it's i mean would they go to a bubble again probably i, I would think that they would cuz they the bubble was successful over last summer mm-hmm. um so i would think that they would do that again um I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I agree. I think, uh, I, you know, but who knows? Like, there's so much time between now and then. I don't know. It does, I, 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 I would assume just based on what we know today, probably. But I, I don't know. <laughs> Every time I think I know something, I don't, and that's been the, <laughs> it's been the theme of the last year. Hey, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you. you you wish to say something and you hope it comes right. And then next thing you know, you're off. I mean, I think I did a prediction show with you, Ian. And I said, yeah, I think that the Sharks team can go, uh, <laughs> can go to the playoffs and, and upset Vegas in round one. <laughs> what was I thinking? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so kind of going to do this off camera. AJ, do we have a donation with the Venmo? Uh, you can always, uh, donation, donate to us via the Venmo app, uh, that gets us a hundred percent of the donation to us. goes back to help with the show. Uh, and of course we have to, you know, give, give a gift card to Shalina so she can look very snazzy for, for every time <laughs> we come on. I, all that's Don't awesome. worry about my no, I have a I... boyfriend to take care of. That's fine. <laughs> We're good. That's his job. Yes. Very nice. Uh, Evander Kane with his fourth career overtime goal. His last came against San Jose as a member of the Sabres uh, in February of 2017. Oh, go figure on that one. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Um, question for both of you. And I'll start with you then. Uh who gets moved? Who could get moved at the at the deadline? Because I mean, today is the eighth. We're about a month away from. from I know, the... I know. Um, I don't think a whole lot of guys are safe right now. I'm I'm just going to be honest. This this team needs an overhaul. Um, I think yeah. it's pretty open. Um, it's there's they're they're just at this point they have they still have the same problems they have a lot of problems that they had last season um you have young guys that aren't stepping up enough you have veterans that aren't having bounce back seasons um i don't think there there are a lot of guys who are safe right now i mean at the, at this point you you have to figure out how you're going to get something out of it to get this thing turned around and and ian i i know you weren't on the other night with uh landy and and al like i was but i mean mm-hmm. i mean you have so many guys with no trade clauses and no move clauses i mean and, and like jerk is saying maybe Mar- marlo Sorensen, dubnik and although i can't i can't see them doing marlo be- before that whole uh that whole 
record. It's a business. There's nobody in the building. It's a business. Like, I could see that if there was people in the building. There's no one in the building. Like, you're not selling tickets on it. So if someone calls you and says, I've got a fourth for Marlowe, you do it. (laughs) For sure. You, you, You do it. You have to. Like... I don't know. I I mean, I, I think, and that's the thing you have to do. Like, are, I'm curious to see what this trade deadline is going to look like, because I don't know what the rules are. Like, I, I was thinking like, oh, well, if guys have to quarantine for 14 days, like maybe there's not going to be nothing happening. But then, you know, it was pointed out to me on Twitter when we were having this conversation the other night that like, well, yeah, but all those trades were across the border. And I was like, yeah, you're right. They've all been across, like they've all been cross-border trades so far, which is wild to me. I don't know what the rules are going to be for trades, but even if it's like a seven day thing, that's, that's a lot of games in this season to not have guys get in and acclimate and across border 14 games is huge. So I think like if, if someone calls and asks about anyone, you certainly listen, Uh, you know, even if the sharks are in this position, Doug Wilson probably listens, but I I don't know if this is going to be a very exciting trade deadline to be completely honest, because there's, you know, I depending on what the rules are, if you stay within your country and get traded, I'm curious to see what those rules actually are. But, you know, um, I it's going to be interesting because I don't think a lot of movement's going to happen. Like, I'm surprised we've seen as much movement as we have um, as on the trade front this season so far, which hasn't really been a lot other than the big, you know, the, the Pierre-Luc Dubois line deal. Like there hasn't been a lot, but as you said, a lot of those trades have been over the border, and so we would think that once the that once the deadline comes up, that that would be on the table. Yeah, and and you know, with with how like the North Division is going right now, I mean Toronto, I mean Toronto is Toronto right now, but what Winnipeg is not too far behind them, although I think. Toronto, I don't want to say Toronto has it in the bag because next thing you know they'll lose like four in a row. The second they... you say that you, the second you say that something's like they're gonna miss three top guys and they're gonna right, take... right, you know. So I have no allegiance to Toronto, but that's what that's that's always. <laughs> It'll be interesting, too, because I I wonder how many like and the other thing I I wonder about is how many teams truly know their buyers at this point too. And I think that's an important thing as well. Like how many teams believe for sure they're buyers? Because I don't think it's hard, right? Like everyone's losing well, their shirt right now. Oh, because because there because there have been fewer games and because of how mm-hmm. it's scheduled. Yeah. It's it's true too. And because it's so compressed and yeah, even if it wasn't like a seven day quarantine like you guys said, that's four games. Two weeks, you're looking at potentially eight. Where you don't have guys, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's where maybe the the value gets kind of shifted. It's like, okay, we lose the guy for eight days or eight games, excuse me, and it's like, why am I going to give up a first round pick for a guy that we're not going to get for like eight games? You know, eight games. I mean, the Sharks yeah. go six and two and be right back in this thing. But I mean. You know, unlikely but possible unlikely and possible i mean hashtag don't stop believing hold on to that feeling you know come on <laughs> uh, but i mean that's that's the thing we've gone so. from being philly to detroit what's going on here 
Hey, they took a midnight train to go in anywhere. Yeah. Uh-huh, Anyways. Uh-huh. All right. Jerry F. Boy. a while ago uh, donated to Venmo, so we'll do our 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 reach around here really quick. Uh, Montreal and Vancouver, Adam Gaudet tied the game with like 40 seconds left. They're in overtime right now as we speak. So uh, that's at 1-1 Canucks and Canadians. Kings and Ducks are in overtime. They're tied up 5-5. Five, five. Five, five. With this one, I mean, a crazy one where, uh, <laughs> I mean, Kempe gets a tying goal with like two and a half minutes to go in that one. Um, so finals, Minnesota really hanging in there with this. They get a victory over the Vegas Golden Knights, 2-0. Uh, Fiala and Brodeen get the goals and Kakinen gets his first shutout. Uh, they're at 29 points in Vegas. 34, and I think if the, with the point that St. Louis got, uh, the Blues are at 32. So the top two's kind of gotten a little tight. Yeah, Minnesota's like my surprise like team of this year. Like I didn't expect much from them, and and maybe it's a product of the division. I don't know, but like I was just, I was just about to say it could be how the divisions lined up for sure. Um, yeah, because, I mean, they've spent how many seasons being consistently inconsistent and kind of squeaking into the playoffs and then not doing much. Um, but they've been good. Yeah. They've been competitive. I mean, and not just against the Sharks. Like, you watch them, you know, play other teams. They're they're good. Yeah. Uh, moving onward, Edmonton 3, Ottawa 2. Uh, Edmonton survives a scare. Dry style with the game-winning goal. AJ's favorite Ottawa center, Tim Stutzler, uh, gets his sixth <laughs> goal of the season uh, in a losing cause. Uh, speaking of losing, Colorado loses to the Desert Dogs 3-2 to two in this one. Uh, Larson with the game-winning goal in the third period uh, with that. And that's your wrap-up. And just ended just now, Anaheim in overtime. Adam Henrique, it's over as a, as your favorite your favorite uh, hockey announcer would say uh, wins it in overtime for the Ducks. Wow, he was on waivers not too long ago. And yeah. uh, and can we cancel the poor German accent? Thanks, Jerk. <laughs> I, thanks, Jerk. I love you too, buddy. Thank you. All right. Well, with that, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite uh podcatcher whether it's apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, youtube hey stop making fun of the you know oh really really we'll get to that in a sec let me finish this up uh, subscribe to our youtube channel please uh, obviously we're having some fun here soundcloud if you want to listen to us audio of course you can hit us up on spotify tune in iHeartRadio. but of course always available at tealtownusa.com really really th- this is really bad when when people are saying stick the short house it's yeah, it's bad news. Yikes! Yikes! I it's thought rough. my fake French was the worst, but I mean, okay. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Thank, thankfully, we don't, we're not doing Montreal tonight. Uh, anywho, uh, Ian, your final thoughts on where the people can find you. Uh, final thoughts. I mean, look at again. Like I said, um, take the wins any way I can get them this season, and. Uh, this is just as good a win as any other that they've had. Um, you can always find me obviously at Ian Blogs Hockey for all my um, snarky, sarcastic hockey takes, <laughs> and sometimes I actually talk cool stuff. We'll see. Excellent, thank you, Ian. Shalina, 
uh, as always, a pleasure to see you uh, and, and looking very stylish as always. Appreciate it. You know, so uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the tweet machine at Shalana Goldman. I'm also currently writing for Field and Level Media. Um, but always find me. You can always find me on Twitter. Always drop me a line unless you're a Sandstorm fan. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Okay, wait, wait, before, wait, 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 before we go, did you guys see that Darude, like, chirped at me over the summer? No. no that's amazing. Oh, my God, you guys. Okay, come on. Lay okay, on us. Somebody said something to me. Somebody sent, sent me a tweet about... Oh, I don't know. It was something about Sandstorm winning some award, getting some type of da 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 da. And so I retweeted with, you know, if I if I could get paid for how much I loathe this song, Darude replied to it and was like, "Well, I, I made money off of it, so I guess anything's possible." <laughs> and I, was like, I can't even that's get amazing. mad at it. It was so it was so clutch. So, yeah, I that's amazing. I, 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 I even responded. I was like, you have my respect right now. Like, I'm not going to like the damn song. But that, it, it was so good. Right. It was so good. I texted Ben instantly. He was like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, no, no. The song I don't like. The guy chirped at me. It was awesome. Wait, uh, Ben? That is amazing. Ben Guerrero? Oh, sorry, that's, sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. My boyfriend's name is Ben. Oh, you're Ben. Sorry. Okay, my bad. I was like. <laughs> sorry. I don't know who Ben is, I but okay. I, I assume everybody knows. Gotcha. All right. Well, no, that's an so, yeah. awesome story. Yeah, I'll, I'll have I'll have to find it. it. Was it was back in like July or something? I'll have to find it. Nice. It yes, funny. definitely check that out uh, at Shalina Goldman. I am at Puckai14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. We'll be back with you on Friday as the Sharks take on the Ducks in Anaheim. Uh, no luck so far yet uh, for opening up Disneyland. I need some churros and lobster nachos badly, but we're getting close, people. Uh, hang in there, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, and until Friday, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. Friday night. We'll see you then. <laughs>